Welcome to the Frau Vies podcast, where we have conversations with Black women in tech from around the world and share their inspirational stories. I'm Naya Moss, your host and CEO of the Frau Vies community. At Frau Vies, our mission is to provide a community and means of support for Black women in tech. Whether you have worked in tech for 30 years or 10 years, a Black woman or an ally, this podcast is truthful, positive, unapologetic, and made just for you. Tell the world about who you are, what your background is. So first off, my name is Kenosha. Um, so I, man, I have like, have like the deepest passion for technology. Um, I, when I was about 12, 10 or 11, who knows, um, we used to have like a desktop, like connected next to the phone, you know, with a dial up. And from like, I have like a vague memory of dealing with that computer, like all the time, like it would come up with so many issues and things like that. And I will always be the one to try to figure it out. And like, it was like, like, I have to figure out what's wrong with this. Like, I'm going to make it my job to figure out what's wrong with this. So from that point, I just developed this love for technology. Um, I would take computers apart, um, start adding stuff to it, um, adding memory, RAM. Uh, family would come to me like, hey, Kenosha, could you take a look at this, see what's wrong with this? Like, I started to become that person wow. that the family would reach out to. Um, so after high school, I uh, went to uh, college um, for computer science. Um, more try to be like more of an engineer, but that didn't grasp me at the beginning. I was more like a helpful person. I'm um, trying to reach out to others to resolve issues and things like that. So after school, I I tried to find a job and I didn't finish school right away. Um, some took me some time. So during that time, I tried to find a job in corporate. I would get denied left and right. Um, because I didn't have that uh, education. Yeah. Um, so that was like, that would always be a downer for me. But that didn't stop me. I like continue to teach myself, um, read, experiment, things like that. Too. I met a guy uh, where we would, he gave me an opportunity to work with him, like as an ind- independently, um, where I learned a lot more um, dealing with building computers, um, servers, and things like that. Just like a little bit, um, networking issues, uh, Active Directory, things like building user accounts and things like that. So for about a year doing that, I received an email um, from a recruiter asking, do I want to, or am I interested in a position uh, downtown Chicago as an IT support analyst, um, doing basically help desk and things like that that for about two years um, where I decided uh, I'm not really feeling this anymore. I need growth. I need to um, be in a position where I could learn more and I didn't feel like I was getting it at that time. So what I did was I left and went to work for myself. Um, What? 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. Amazing introduction. Oh my God. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so I left and went to work myself. I created a um, IT consulting business um, where I would go out to businesses, um, which consisted of auto dealerships around the Chicago suburbs or Chicagoland area, where I would go into these businesses and consult with the business owners or the um, or someone below, like right below them, where we can figure out how to make business more efficient, um, how to set up that network to make um, everything easier as far as like file systems, flowing and all that. So I, and then as well provide support um, to these systems as well, computer printers, all that through the business. So it was going, it's going, it was going really well. So I did that for about two years. Um, had a had a good amount of clients um, in the Chicagoland area, but then um, it got to a point where I said, "Is this something that I want to do as far as like support and things like that?" Um, so I decided to give that a rest and went back into corporate, which I am now. This was last year. Um, so I'm right now. I started back in corporate in September of last year, where I'm now currently a systems um, administrator. Wow. That, okay. So let's backtrack. First of all, I feel like we lived the same life. This is so <laughs> scary. I felt like you or me, I am you. Like this is like, I, I had that same exact pad. So I think this is like super insane. Okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that part later. <laughs> um, okay. I just want to backtrack a little bit. So obviously, so in the beginning of your intro, it sounds like you got yourself interested into technology. Like you put yourself in, into tech, like you saw it and, yes. and and you were like, this is cool. So was that like you gave the experience earlier about like having your, your first computer, having doubt, like was that your first experience ever with technology or did you have one prior or like, could you maybe think back if maybe someone introduced it to you in some way? Um, I don't, from what I can remember, that was my first like interaction with technology. Like no one in my family is very tech savvy. So I don't, from what I remember, I don't think it was introduced to me. It was something that I just, um, just came familiar with and just, just fell for. So I don't, from what I can remember, I was, it just, it just fell in my lap. <laughs> wow. Okay. So then, all right. So it fell in your lap and you're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I love this. It, it like make, it makes my brain work. Um, so then what made you choose it as a career? Like I, like I've actually met some people that work in the medical field or work in the art field and, and they had the same experience as you. They loved tech as, as a kid, but they, you know, felt like, oh, I could never like work doing that full time. It's just like a hobby. Like what made you go from like, oh my gosh, I love this. I want to do this full time as a career, start my own business, be an amazing person. Right. So like you said, it started off as a hobby. Like when I was younger, it was just something that I was doing. But as I got older and started to grow into who I am today, um, like, like you said, it was, it was amazing. It's amazing brain exercise. Um, it just always has me thinking, always has me wondering what's next. And with technology, it's just, it's amazing because there's always something new. There's always something to learn. Mm -hmm. And I just have this, like, I get this um, feeling of excitement whenever I see something new 
or not excited about something that comes out. And I'm just interested in seeing how it, um, the new form of tech works. So anything new comes out, I'm just all for it. I just, I just get this feeling when I see something tech wise that just like, man, I have to get that. Or man, I want to dig deeper <laughs> into that. Or man, I have to like, I play video games and things like that. Like, man, I have to play that. Or man, I just want to be a part of that. So just, it's just a feeling, a passion. That's that I have that more is, and more. That, that's pretty cool. Um, so I like very similar to you, but I was never really into the video game thing. But I like I, I feel like that's like common. I feel like tech and video games go hand in hand. Like I mean, the most I got into was like Mario Kart, and I like maybe, <laughs> actually no. Wait, now that I think about it. Um, so my uncle that like taught me about computers, we, and I can't remember what the game was. Like I have to like look this up, but like we played like some fighting game all the time. And like, I just remember like having a controller and it was like some like mythical thing, like some mythical city. And like you would go and find these gems and then like you would like fight people for them. I, like now that I think back at it, <laughs> I guess, yeah, like I did that as a kid, but then I got older and I was just like reading, reading, education, education. Um, so to sidetrack a little bit, like, like what's your favorite game? Like now, then? Um, so I, I, I'm a big sports fan. So I love playing like 2K, um, uh, Madden. Um, I just recently played uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. So yeah, I've like, I remember playing games and I, like we had all the systems and I remember just playing video games and then my sisters would be like on the side, like commentating on what like we playing um, Pac-Man or um, Grand Theft Auto, oh, not Grand Theft Auto, uh, well that too, uh, Mario, like you said, it was just so many games. So I just remember from when we were younger, just always having the systems, always going to go get new games. So I continue to play them today. Um, so that was, those are the, two games that I play currently, um, Red Dead Redemption 2, and I love playing 2K. Wow, that, that's so cool. Um, are you a part of, like, any – I'm seeing, like, a, a like a riseness. Are you a part of any, like, people of color or, or women of color gaming uh, communities? I'm seeing a lot of them lately. No, I actually haven't seen any, and that would be something cool to get into. Um, I somehow have to research, but I never really thought about getting into them and – I w- it would be interesting to see women of color, especially black women playing video games because there's like, you don't see much of that because I guess there's this stigma with it that yeah. we don't play games, yes. but <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't kind of listen to that, those things. I do what I feel I like enjoy. And those are one of the things I do enjoy. So that would be something cool to get into. So it's definitely something I'll research and see if they have things like that um, in Chicago. Okay. Well, I actually do know some. So when we're done with this, uh, I'm going to write a note to send you some of the ones that I've actually saved, like like a couple of like websites and communities. Um, so I'm going to send that to you. Um, okay. So uh, I, I love to hear your, your gaming venture. That's like pretty cool. And you're right. I don't really see that too much within black women, but I think it's definitely um, rising. Now, 
I, if there's anyone that can understand what your job is, it's me because I, I did the, the uh, same thing. But uh, what is your day to day look like as in as a system of like administrator? Like, what does that mean when someone asks you, like, what does a sysadmin do, do? Like, what does an IT support person do? So uh, my day-to-day consists of uh, monitor. I do like monitoring system logs. Um, like when I come in in the morning, I make sure there is no. I view the system logs, make sure there are no outages, make sure there is no emergencies. Um, and then as well as I hop in the ticket queue and make sure there are no requests to be filled, um, network related, server related, things like that. Because um, I do spend time set up new user accounts and things like that. So you get new hires. Um, daily or weekly and things like that. Um, some of the requests consist of like software installs or creating file systems and things as such. Um, I also oversee our Chrome devices. So I work for a property management company. So we have different properties all over the U.S. Um, so we get requests for Chrome devices that we use for um, online leasing when residents come in they can do the applications right there on the Chrome devices, or we do have um, concierge who sit up front desk and make sure everything is running properly. So I um, oversee those Chrome devices, making sure they're synced within Google admin, um, make sure they have all their updates and are properly working and things as such. Um, About second half of my day, I work with a software called MRI. It's a CR for more in the real estate area. information, um, socials or apartment information, job information. And the reason I'm starting to work with that is because eventually, well, I'm slowly easing into SQL, um, where I will be working with developers on the back end of the CRM just to um, just get familiar with it, maybe eventually move into that field. Because um, right now, I'm, I'm, you know, I do a little SQL and on the side, I'm actually teaching myself from videos online to do Python. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be the I'm trying to be the jack of all trades, so I'm just doing a little bit at a time, um, just making myself making my resume look really good, if possible, as well as have that knowledge for myself, um, just in case ever so I want to do something on the side as independent. I'll have those skills needed. So. Um, my day consists, that's basically what my day consists of. Um, definitely spend a lot of time in the queue and just making sure everything's up and running, um, making sure systems run smoothly, um, there's no uh, hiccups in the network and things like that. Nice. Um, so I, like, I my, myself ended up uh, learning Python uh, as well, but I did so with the goal of doing DevOps because mm-hmm. I, like, I'm not sure if you're seeing this trend as well, but I'm slowly noticing that there's a shift from the, you know, the normal IT girl, guy, um, the normal IT uh, support. So now everything's going to the cloud, like everything's cloud, um, where you have SaaS applications like G Suite, like Better Cloud. um, And I, I, what I'm seeing is that things are going more towards DevOps, where Mm -hmm in more sysops uh, roles and more DevOps roles. And you're actually seeing more office managers 
doing IT support. Now, at large corporations, there's always going to be IT support. But I'm definitely seeing this shift of like, you know, sysadmins learning Python so they can move over into DevOps. Do you think that's like a goal of yours? Definitely. Um, Eventually, I definitely want to move into DevOps. Um, It's something I've been thinking about for a while. But at this point, I'm comfortable where I can dig deeper and try to get those skills that I need to move over as well as this new, this, this is one of the reasons why I took on this position that I have now is because they're providing me with the opportunity to learn with on-job training. So I don't have to just be worried about it after I leave work or things like that. So I'm getting training at work as well. When I come home, I'm doing training as well, just to, so when it comes time, I'll have the skills and they know I have the skills if I decide to stay on where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, But who knows? Um, I may eventually decide to leave again, go independent, but. Um, <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll make sure your employer doesn't see this stuff. <laughs> make sure you don't promote it at work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they, they, um, they do, they treat me very well where I'm, where I am now. Um, they make sure I have the training needed um, to move forward if I want to. Um, they always have that open ear um, if I have any suggestions or things like that. So definitely um, looking to gain more skills as I go along. Wow. You know, I'm I'm really glad that as a Black woman, you're having a really good experience uh, doing uh, sysadmin work. Because I, I, I do feel like as someone that also did that role, it's it's very hard because you're in a role where you know, people come to you with problems, right? And you can't tell sometimes if someone really has a problem and that's why they're upset or whether they're treating you different because of your race. Like, it's very hard to tell and some people have better experiences than others, but I'm really glad to hear that, like, where you're at now is a safe place where as a Black woman, you feel heard and you feel comfortable. Um, But I do, like, like, I was thinking, like, a little further back, um, you were mentioning earlier that um, when it came to like skills, and thank you for being honest with this, that like you had a hard time getting roles. I actually had the same problem and I had researched uh, like ways that I can do like IT support um, without a college degree. I had dropped out of college but by, by that time because um, I needed to work full time and also couldn't afford it. Um, and so I like heard of like the CompTIA um certifications so was that something that was like required of of you for your first couple of jobs like did you because you're obviously like self-taught like did you find out like oh if I get the certification then I'll have a better chance of getting the role that I want um I when I was doing job searches I seen a lot of the requirements would was um certifications so those were something that I was researching, but I ended up never getting because of the simple fact that an opportunity that didn't require me to have it presented itself. Um, so I took full advantage of that opportunity without having to gain all this, these extra credentials. Um, Cause I knew once I started to get the experience and it's sad to say that a lot of jobs, you go get a college degree and then you leave college to get a job, but don't have the experience and still have this, still have a hard time finding a job, I knew that my experience over time would overlook the fact that I did not have a degree or the fact that I did not have any certifications. 
and ultimately it did. My experience stood out more um, than anything. I remember my first corporate job, I, I did two video interviews um, via Skype. One I went through, it was with a recruiter, and the next was with um, one of the execs for the position. Um, then the third one was an in-person with two of the execs. So I ended up, I ended up getting the position, but about a, about a year into the job, um, I was told that they didn't, they were not going to consider me based off of my resume. But the fact that I came in and sold myself um, got me the position. So I was like, wow. So that made me go back and look at my resume, made sure it was, <laughs> it looked way better than it did. But um, so me going to sell myself on what I actually knew, because you can't put everything you know on a resume. So I went in and just um, gave examples of what I've done or examples of what I've, um, what I've taught myself and things like that. And it ended up ultimately getting me the job. Wow, that is Man, I'm so impressed right now. <laughs> I'm also a little bit jealous because like, I didn't have that experience and like no one would take me without CompTIA's Maybe it's different because you're in Chicago, right? Yeah. And I'm from New York, but I'm a little bit jealous right now. <laughs> That's like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you because those, th- those certifications are a lot of money, by the way. Yeah. Um, like I was doing research of like how to get them for free. And that's how I came across um, the IT support bootcamp that, you know, covers it, um, which was like amazing. But I, you know, I, I, I wish I had your attitude of like, nope, I'm not going for this. I'm just going to go for the job and tell them like, look, I'm amazing and you need to take me right now. Um, so I like kudos to you. That's like, that's really amazing. Um, what, what would you, uh, considered to be your most successful moment in your career? Was the time you just walked into that job and you didn't have to? I was going to say that. That was like probably one of like the best times. Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast. As of today, the Frau Vise podcast is available on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. That is Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, you name it. If you're listening with an anchor, have some fun and send us a voice message and we'll add it to our next episode. One of, I can say one of the most successful moments of my career because it like that started everything. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, also like that's really an inspiration to others because, you know, I like I wonder if there are people out there or black women like me who like, well, like you and I that you know, look at the price of, of certifications when it comes to getting into IT. And they're like, man, like, I, I can't afford that. But it seems yeah. like everyone wants this. Um, and I wonder, like, how many women out there are probably discouraged because they probably think they have to put forth all, all this money towards, you know, education and, and certifications. Because that, that's exactly what, what I thought. Um, but, but honestly, if I would have heard your story back then, I I probably would have done the exact same thing and and said, you know what, like, I'm just going to use my experience and, and just like, go for the kill. So I I think that's like, really commendable. And I really do hope that um, any young black woman out there listening to listening to this who might be in that, that uh, situation, and maybe doesn't want to do programming can you know, take a, a um, lesson uh, from you. Now, uh, I know you mentioned 
where you are now um is treating you great and I'm so glad for that that makes me really happy um but have you experienced any challenges in your career as a black woman in general um perhaps when you were consulting um did you come across any like any challenges um I would say yes when I was consulting um it was it was kind of interesting I would go into a lot of these um these businesses and have meetings with business owner would most likely be white men, older white men. Um, and I would be the only, like I would walk into the room and be the only black person or black woman. And then you would catch like, like someone staring at you. So it was, it was, a lot of the time it was uncomfortable. Um, and I would say that I have a lot to do with confidence as I got older, as I get older, I I take advantage of being the only black woman in the room. Like <laughs> I'm going to be heard, um, <laughs> things like that. But that was um, a lot of what I dealt with um, being the only black woman in the room. And then I would say a lot of like code switching. So you go to your job, you have to be one person, and then you come home and be the other. And it can be very. Um, I remember doing some travel for work. Um, and then I like I spent like a week gone, man. By like the third day, I was like, oh, I'm so tired. Like my jaws like make fake smiling, <laughs> um, fake laughing. It was like, sheesh, <laughs> this is exhausting. <laughs> so I would get on the phone. I would get on the phone with my sisters and stuff like that, and just like have a normal conversation. And so yeah, a code switching is something that can be very exhausting when working corporate. Yeah, you know, um, by the way, if you don't mind me asking, do you feel like you still have to do that now? Yes, I do. Um, where, I, where I work or the areas I work in, um, there's still not a lot of black women. Like every 10 white pers- white people wanted two black people. Um, so there's still, where, there's probably like three black women where I work now. And, but I think they're in different departments. <laughs> Yeah. So with an IT, it's probably me and one other person. So yeah, I do still feel like I have to do that because um, the group that I work with, um, it's kind of hard to be yourself. You have to like show a different side of you or things like that. So yeah, I, I do feel like it's still the same way. Yeah. Like when I come home, I'm a totally different person than when I am at work. So I I used to be the same way and then I I kind of got to because I had went through lots of racism and then I got to a point where I was like I'm just gonna be myself but <laughs> um but I don't think I would have ever done that if I would have stayed in corporate I, I I acquired that attitude after working for startups where it was more lenient so now my question to you is like what would make you feel comfortable like what like what's the ideal environment that as a black woman you will feel comfortable being yourself and not having to code switch the very diverse environment um where you just see different like people of color not necessarily black women but just all different type of um ethnicities and races and things like that so very um diverse 
environment would make me feel comfortable. Um, I've always wanted to be in like an open workspace where you just go and you feel super comfortable, not confined to one area um, within the department. So definitely something that I would love to be in or would make me feel more comfortable being myself. Wow. Okay. Um, And like earlier, like you mentioned that you might want to go back to working for yourself. And a part of that would be creating your, your own environment so that you, you, you can feel comfortable. So like, do you think that in the future, like we'll see your own IT support company or see you become an MSP? And for those listening, uh, a, a um, MSP is a managed service provider. You know, those, that's always something I thought about. Um, so we'll see. Um, like I said, I'm getting into development. I would love to just bring all that together, um, get my development skills up, as well as bring what I know now together. Um, try to just build something where people of color can be comfortable, we can just work together. I just want to like build something great, um, especially for Black women. So that'd be very dope to do in the future. So we'll see. I'm, I'm still working on some things. So we, we when we get there, it'll be great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> be great. Well, I hope someone listening out there can help you or like reach that goal so that we'll have, um, I, I don't know, like you'll have some kind of like tech company where you employ all these IT support women that are black um, or all of, of all backgrounds and you'll be running your own company and it'll be, um, amazing. Um, my next question for you is what, what advice would you have for another black woman that is trying to enter into the sysadmin or information technology field? I would say, um, have focus and discipline, um, have that focus to do what you need to do, um, gain those skills as well as the discipline to, um, put your all into something. And then focus on just that so that you become knowledgeable because um, whatever field you study and plan to pursue, I think having the knowledge becomes or creates confidence. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that confidence, like it's legit impossible for anyone to tell you what you can and cannot do. Um, personally speaking, because I know I, there was times I didn't have the confidence uh, to go for certain things. And as once I built up the knowledge, and became super confident in what I'm doing. It just put me in a position to go after what I wanted. So definitely building confidence is something everyone should have, as well as um, I think women should, or even teenagers or younger um, younger adults to find mentorship. Um, I believe everyone needs guidance and support. They need to have someone that they can relate to, someone that can um, put, put a bug in their ear or push them if they need to be pushed and things like that. So those are two um, that I definitely think women in technology or any other field should have. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I believe you maybe touched upon this a little bit earlier, but um, did, did you yourself at some point in your career have a mentor or, or someone that you can go, that you were able to go to for help or assistance or you know, like, was it ever an email that you got from like a user that was like, you know, not so nice and you needed help on like how to answer it? 
because um, I know I used to like send messages to my friends, like, how in the world do I answer this nasty email? So did, like, <laughs> did you have someone that you were able to go to for stuff like that? So someone that I had that was like a mentor, I would say no. That's why I'm pushing it now. But growing up or even now today, I have a very close relationship with my sisters. Like we talk about every and anything from work to school to personal life. So anything that I need assistance with or I need advice on, I would go to them directly first. Um, but as far as mentorship within my, like the actual tech field, I did not have that. So um, that is something that I'm pushing. I just feel like it would have put me in different positions. Not saying that where I'm at now isn't like I'm excited about or happy about, but I just feel like the path would have been a little bit different if I had the guidance or someone that knew um, technology, the technology background. Mm-hmm. That would have definitely helped me out. Um, but right now, my sisters have always been there for me. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. And are are these your older sisters? Um, I'm the oldest of three, so one of them is a year young. So we're like, she would say the same age. <laughs> but um, and then I have one that's five years younger. So, but we're all like really close. One of them is uh is uh in communications at North Carolina Central University, and then one of them is a registered nurse, nurse, a travel nurse. So that we're all focused on our different aspects of life as well as still being able to come together um, and give advice when it's needed or give help when it's needed, even if we're in different parts of the world or on um, different fields of our career. Yeah. And Kosha, like, honestly, being very genuine, like, I think your story is so amazing. Like, there, there's so many parts of, of your story that surprises me. And and now it helps me to see that, like, I, I could have endured a lot more and I could have done a a lot better in my career because like I think your whole story is amazing like from start to finish like and like and you're still going like just from the start of how you got started into tech and you kind of put yourself into this and you just had this natural love and then you went on to like say like screw education (laughs) yourself and then going for the kill you know to work at these these places and yeah I like your story is really amazing and I really hope that this gets out to enough people that they can hear your story and be uh, and be inspired um is uh, is there a website or any place that like people can reach out to you or they can uh, like uh, connect with you um what's the best way to connect I would say um Instagram because I've turned my Instagram into like exactly like I'm surrounded by everything tech. Like I'm following everything tech as much as I can. I'm trying to put out like inspirational type things. So um, definitely Instagram, my first and last name, Kenosha Guthrie. Um, DM me if you have like, people ask me a lot of questions. Um, I put up different stories about things I'm learning from Python to um, different certifications that I'm trying to gain. So definitely some, that is somewhere you can reach me in, if you need any help with anything or advice. Um, I'm always posting or adding stories, but that's um, where you can feel free to be in there right under a picture or anything like that. Nice. Thank you. And I'm going to also make sure that we 
uh, collect all uh, information to share with anyone. So I really thank you for taking the time today to speak with me and tell the world your amazing story. Um, <laughs> I really, really do um, appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Subscribe and share it with the world. Stories of Black women in tech just isn't for Black women in tech. It's for the world to hear and see how strong human beings we are. Do you know of any Black women in tech who want to tell their stories? Tell them to write in to Naya at Frauvies. That is N-A-Y-A at F-R-A-U. V-I-S.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share.